everybody, and welcome to episode 388 of Vigigame Apocalypse, uh, our second show of Spooptober. I'm your host, Michael Raparis. Who else is joining me here in the Paul Fierce Memorial Studio of the Airwaves? Uh, I am Chris, Eternal Fly on the Head Antista, and I'd <laughs> like to take a moment at a time to eschew the introductions and talk a little bit about Patreon.com slash LaserTime, which is where Paul comes from and many other fine people. I think I think sir, you find a so great. That, that's your time, sir. I I'd like to finish my point, please. Um, I uh, she she talked for fifteen. Sir, <laughs> sir, sir, that, Mr. Vice President. Uh. <laughs> oh, now I'm debating you. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, it was it was a pretty solid impersonation, Chris. Except for you need to tone down your personality by about four hundred percent. Every time I do my Mike Pence impression, which is immaculate, everyone is disappointed because it only works in video. Yes. Michael, ask me a question. Why isn't the chittering of the Goetia more? Uh, audible in your voice when you speak you can't see it he shakes his head as if he's heard this question a thousand times <laughs> and we know he hasn't been on tv in months so, well what so you got to do first chris is you got to say you know thank you michael for asking me that thank you for asking <laughs> me you. i'm glad you i'm I'd glad like you asked the university of utah and uh, i'm glad you asked the staff right and, uh, i'm glad you asked that question that i will now ignore and not uh-huh. answer so that i so can so talk about money. something <laughs> we haven't finished the introductions please oh my bad uh who else is joining us oh uh uh, yeah, um, Maddie, I promise. Patty, if, Patty. I, I, well, I promise. Yeah, if I keep talking over you guys, you, you are free to cut my mic. I don't. <laughs> so this is Maddie Allen, and special guest. It is Leif. It's Margarita Knight Johnson. Hey, hey. Yes. And can can you talk about where you're at now? I cannot talk about where I am at, okay. but I am a former writer. I used to be in a lot of places like IGN and PC Gamer. I'm still cool. You're just not as publicly anymore. Fair Aww. enough. You're on a podcast, so that's <laughs> yeah, the least that's cool thing you can do. That's there something. we go. <laughs> podcasting. Podcasting about Halloween-y themes. Normally I try to do this about horror stuff, but Matt, you had a pretty good idea. It relates to a game we're all kind of obsessed with right now. Yep. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Is- I'm... I'm- Go ahead, Michael. Go ahead. Video game depictions of the Greek god of the underworld, Hades. Yes. Not to be confused with the devil, though no. kind of people know, use them was, interchangeably. It's it was a one it's a wonderful it's the my best it's my most and least favorite part about knowing Michael Rapar. It's like, ah, oh, Hades, it's the devil, Halloween perfect. Michael's like He's not the devil. No, he's not. Like, but, well, he's uh, not. Let me push my glasses up my nose. God for a second. damn it! <laughs> he's he's sort of like the devil, but like all Greek gods, he doesn't care about humanity. He'd be like if the devil he's, didn't give a shit about getting your soul. More, he's less like the Greek devil and more like the Greek Eeyore. Like he just sits around and mopes in his gloomy underworld. He's sort of like the ultimate Thanks bureaucrat and judge. <laughs> exactly. It, it's all it's the, like if the all the thistle is on fire. <laughs> <laughs> it's like if the devil was always just depressed and withdrawn, and also was in charge of deciding people's afterlife rewards as well as their punishments. Like the devil's like, oh well, you get to go to heaven. Maybe not the not the good hero heaven, but the okay heaven. That, it was funny that you were saying it a bit about the the being on fire because that you know in the game where they made Asphodel, where it was just mm-hmm. you know a bunch of fire and stuff. In reality, and they they do comment on this in the game, but you know in reality it was just kind of like a boring set of meadows and stuff like this. And in so, reality, wait yeah. a minute, have you been there? <laughs> yes. Yeah, well, you know, the Greek underworld is a place where you can go. That's. Sure. That was yeah. always part of Greek totally myth. Have. It's like, it's a physical place where you can go. Yeah, I mean, Orpheus. Michael, I was know. in a fraternity. I'm, I'm well familiar with where we and can like, go in Greek. And like all versions of hell, uh, you can go there because they're all pretend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> 
Let's all go there right now in our imaginatorium. But it was like their hell wasn't scary enough, so they made it <laughs> scary. No, well, actually, that's that's the one thing. Like reading about Greek myths as a kid, that struck me as like their hell is fucking boring. Yes. It's yes. like yes. The, yeah. the, the worst thing about it is that you can't leave. Like it's right. just you 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 get there, you drink out of a river, you forget who you are, and then you just flit around as a shade for eternity. It's- <laughs> it's like the, the, my, my reoccurring nightmare of me being trapped in my old office job where I have tons of benefits, but I'm not spiritually satisfied. No. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, but it is. But the, the new game Hades is exactly like that. Hades is doing paperwork for majority of the fucking yeah. game. Yes. That's great. <laughs> yeah. So, sitting there actually like entertaining people like next. Next. Uh, yeah. Denied. <laughs> yeah. Well, you. Yeah. And actually, the hero gets fired for not doing paperwork well enough. Mm-hmm. He's just like, yes. he's like, I, I can't believe I gave you this chance. You're a huge disappointment. You're fired, Zagreus. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we, we're going to talk about general depictions of Hades. Well, very mm. specific ones, but beyond Hades, the game. A little right. bit beyond, maybe not too far beyond. I don't want to spoil anything. But, yeah, well, let's get into the Greek god of the underworld, who was not on stage with Kamala Harris, right after this. Do you like Video Game Apocalypse in 302010? Well, the LaserTime Patreon has figured out a way to combine the two. Over at patreon.com slash lasertime, we've taken a month's worth of 302010's games from 3020 and 10 years ago and grabbed the hosts, Michael Raparez and Matthew Allen, from Video Game Apocalypse. And with our combined three decades plus in the games industry, we found a great way to take a deep dive into the biggest gaming anniversaries of the month. Here's a recent sample. And uh, Total Recall for NES is out. Pretty notorious for being one of the worst games from one of the best movies of that era. Total Recall This might be one one of the worst games I've ever played. (laughs) I think the best part about this game is the back-of-box copy. Have you guys read this? No. No. Okay. Get ready for lots of parentheticals. You are Quaid, aren't you? You have a good (laughs) job. Your life as you know it no longer exists. And a lovely wife. She's on their side. You're about to take a dream vacation to Mars. They're trying to kill you. It should be fun. Deadly secrets are being unlocked by your mind implant. And relaxing. Only you can activate the oxygen reactor and prevent an interplanetary catastrophe. Quaid. Pre-order Quaid. Oh, I just want to say also another thing about the first level of this game that jumped out. Uh, Within your first few steps is a cinema that you can go into. And in this cinema, you see... The credits for Total Recall the game, which I cannot believe you people wanted to put your names on this, much less that you put them so close to the beginning. So, in addition to weekly bonus shows, over 100 movie commentaries, exclusive specials, you can get the 302010 Video Games Edition, celebrating a month of important gaming milestones every single month at patreon.com slash lasertime in exchange for just five bucks. And you'll support all of the laser time shows including video game apocalypse right guys yeah and we're back to talk about what hades 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 let's let's begin with a hades i'm pretty sure i'm the only one who's even heard i of. love the hades sorry number 5 <laughs> i mean you can kind of tell it's a terrible 8-bit game but <laughs> any guesses that, oh was Hades? it uh, is it oh. thor it's not thor okay. oh god no it's not god remember. hades hello right, is, is it from the nes is that the it game is... where it was the the, the greek oh I, I love that game but I legendary wings not no. legendary wings 
Uh, what's the other Greek game? Um, Kid, Kid Icarus? No. No. But close. Uh, and he is in there. We don't talk about it. But Oh, I played that game. Battle for Olympus. Yes, that's uh, it. Yes, I was looking for something less generic than that. Yeah, yes. and ba- Battle for <laughs> Olympus. Yeah, sorry, Battle of Olympus. Battle of Olympus was a game that I was peripherally aware of at best because I remember reading about it in Nintendo Power way back in the day, and I always thought it looked neat. And then I saw it in action while I was researching this, and I was like, this looks exactly like Zelda 2. Yes. Yeah. This also <laughs> plays exactly like Zelda 2. It uses the same sprites as Zelda 2 and the same layouts where, like, everything is a town and you fight monsters outside and then you go into houses and, like, some guy says, I am error. And mm-hmm. <laughs> it's it's just painfully similar. And I've noticed, like, what I've read about it, like, everybody calls that out, but no one explains it. Like, why did these developers who were not Nintendo... Just basically clone an existing Nintendo game, get it licensed <laughs> to put on the Famicom and the NES. Well, I guess I kind of feel like the publisher, Broderbund, that's what they did. Like yeah, but they, they, but they, they would re- It was a <laughs> Japanese game originally. Broderbund picked it up for the US mm. market. Um, yeah, it has, a, it has a port, too. Does it? I get away with all this. Yeah, for Game Boy, apparently. Oh, my God. I mean, uh, Jeremy Parrish, of course, got to the bottom of it. Oh, of course. Did he Did he say why? Or? Uh, it, I'm just glancing at the 400,000-word article he wrote, tracking down all the people who made it. Uh, doing, doing, his, doing his thing. Hmm. Uh, God bless him. But anyway, yeah, it's, uh, it's a bizarre-ass game. And uh, they, they cut corners in some interesting ways that... It's just like, normally you hear something like this, and like, cool. this is for sure a strong sign of a cheapo production. Very Halloween. That's... Yeah, that's uh, if you didn't hear me point out in one of the least popular laser times ever facts about Dracula, <laughs> uh, that movie predates the existence of film scores, so it just uses popular sound cues and orchestral music like Swan Lake to open itself. In this one, Hades is the big bad, and that's what's so yeah. weird is like because people like like we were saying like people tend to try to map Greek mythology to Western beliefs, or, well, different Western like our our Western beliefs, like Christian beliefs, mm-hmm. and it's not the same at all. Like Hades is not this like evil dude who's seeking to take over the world or get you into hell. He's just like yeah. There, he's really just there to make sure you don't leave right. when, yeah. when you when you arrive. It's just like, yeah, no, you're dead now. You're with us. Come on. And he, mm-hmm. you know. The worst thing can't about leave. him is he's arguably a rapist. Um, yeah, that's, that's pretty right. bad. Well, he's a Greek god. Like, they're all like. He kidnapped the, his niece so man, he could marry her. I was reading an article about that the other day. It was like all the rape that went on in Greek mythology. Mm. Holy shit. Yes. Oh, yeah. Especially how many of them ended up being friends. When I see them in Hades, yes. I'm like, oh, Lord. Like, oh, yeah. yeah. I didn't really come out. here of my own accord, but we got along together. Yeah, I <laughs> yeah, I feel like, you know, uh, Zeus would get together and compare, like, with Odin, the number of the uh, 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 women, like, mortals that he, he tried to bed and stuff like that. That was just part of part of those mythologies. So you know? crazy. Yeah. So the, the Hades in this game, that's another interesting parallel to Zelda 2 is that it's like a shadow that uh, you have to defeat the same way by, like, jumping and slashing, uh, just like at the end of Zelda 2. The difference is that you don't see the shadow next to your character, but there's, like, a reflection of you in a shadow underneath the platform that you're standing on, and you can see his shadow under there, so you have to watch the shadow 
to see uh, where Hades is, and then you can eventually reveal him, and he just looks like, you know, like Ganondorf or something, like a red-headed gladiator dude. It's just bizarre to see a game so thoroughly try to clone uh, Zelda 2 and still be pretty decent in its own right. Like, yeah, I remember a person that's into that, uh, even though I've learned a lot about it, because a lot of my best friends have majored in it. They love this like pre-Marvel fucking <laughs> connected universe of, that is the Greek underworld. Not into it, personally. This is wild. I'm just looking at kind of the wiki for the game, and the, the Game Boy port that Chris was talking about did happen in 93. That was done by Radical Entertainment, a studio I used to work with from my Vivendi days that really? eventually got a, yeah they got acquired by Activision, and I think they're, they're gone now. And the people they, who they, did Scarface and Prototype? And Prototype, yeah. Wow. Yeah. So this, this must have been one of Radical's first things, yeah, yeah. yeah. Game Boy port of this game. But I also love, like, you know, scrolling through YouTube videos and stuff. I found a random bit of dialogue that I wanted to share. You can go up to different gods in this game and and get gifts from them and things like that. And uh, you meet Poseidon, god of the ocean. And he says, Welcome, hero. I'm Poseidon. Would you like to use the ocarina for calling my dolphins? Excuse me? Yes or no? Wow. And then if you say yes, he says, I'll let you have it for 60 olives, Okay. <laughs> if you I use mean, it to call my dolphins, you can cross any sea. So olives are money in this game. I that's guess. a lot yes. of olives. Yeah, I, I thought they were like red crystals, but apparently they're olives. And I wonder, like, have you ever seen an olive? <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. What kind of olive is that? It's a it's a strange game. Um, but uh, Poseidon, who's who's Hades' brother, right? Yes, it's uh, yes. h- well, him all, and him and Zeus are the three brothers. brothers. The, yeah. the uh, brothers. The Olympian Come on, Chris, gods that was are just your one big incestuous knot. Hey, man, knock it. You can knock it, but wait until your mom is hot. No. And- <laughs> God. No. Wait, wait no. until she's hot? You think she's going to get hotter <laughs> as she gets older? You never know. I've seen Bill and Ted a couple of times. Your mm. dad could marry a girl you asked to prom in high school. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> Right. I forgot that about the dad. <laughs> Again, it's great. in this week's Laser Time, minor spoiler for Bill and Ted 3, but that is so fucking funny. <laughs> God, who, who knew that, that would movie? go on to inspire an entire Pornhub oh. genre? Yes, you. Oh. <laughs> Thanks, Missy. I just needed this hot chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Her name was Missy. Oh, yeah. my God. Your dad marries your prom date. <laughs> uh. Your friend's dad married. It's great. Mm-hmm. It's a great movie. All right. But yeah, um, um, any any other memories of this to share, Leif? You may be the only one of us who actually played this back in the day. I just, I remember enjoying it. You know what's funny? I think I actually liked it more. It might have been the Greek mythology angle. I think I might have liked it better than Zelda 2. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I can see taking a second pass at Zelda 2 and having it be wonderful. Yes. I and mean, the coolest thing about this game is the development team was three people strong. Like, wow. that is insane. Wow. Three people and one finished game strong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know what's funny? The more the, I was trying to think about why I felt like that. I may have played this game, and I don't think I played Zelda 2 until a couple of years later. Oh, it was right. funny. The, the side-scrolling thing in Zelda when I was a kid didn't really interest me. And so I liked the original Zelda where it was top-down. Hmm. And I'm with, I'm with you, dog. I discovered the GoBots first. I, I, <laughs> me too! I did too! Yeah. That, that motorcycle guy was awesome. Yeah, psychic. Who are oh, these yeah. wannabes? <laughs> Uh, I wonder if they still call him Psy Killer, if he'd be like Psy Destroy now. Can't, can't use the word kill in children's media anymore. Uh, I mean, Destroy's not much better. Psy <laughs> Capture. Anyway. There you go. Yeah. Here we go. Number four. 
How many sins have you committed against me? Oh, that's right, you murdered my niece, Safina. And what else? What else? Ah, and you killed my brother, Poseidon. And I have not forgotten that it was you who butchered my beautiful queen. I will see you suffer as I have suffered. Your soul is mine. Seems kind of pissed. Is that God of War? It is. It's definitely, it's We're talking definitely Mr. Krebs. It's got to be God of War. <laughs> it's Mr. I, SpongeBob. Yes. <laughs> money, 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 money. <laughs> yeah, I, Hades's screen time is fairly brief, but extremely memorable. And uh, for someone who's just basically a hulking corpse god in this, uh, he's he's pretty snappy. With he the, looked pretty fucking fat ass, if I remember correctly. Yeah, he's yeah. I sense some bad blood between us, Kratos. Oh, all the memories—they're overwhelming, really. <laughs> just, just giant, fat, mostly naked man looks like the Rancor trainer from uh, Return of the Jedi, but with like a big caged helmet. Yeah, over he had his an head. awesome helmet. Yeah, he, he didn't. Had... It's like a helmet from the one of the um, the goblins in Labyrinth. Would wear, you yeah. know, it's it's got like this weird grate in the front. Oh, he's very like, spiky. It, it looks like, like the, Viking, doesn't it? I yeah, I was the first Jim Henson creation to see pee on screen. Oh, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, yeah, he's, that, that, that helmet. It looks like the the grill of like a wood burning stove because there's like yes. fire coming out of it. <laughs> yeah, he's got like his his body is like semi rotten and there's like all these spikes sticking he, through. He looks it. like oh, a Dark Souls villain. Spikes, yeah. mm-hmm. He's very Dark Soulsy. Yeah, he's wearing a big yeah. furry diaper and he mm. uses a pair of hooks on chains that are a lot like Kratos's Blades of Exile. Hint, hint, you can get them and use them as weapons. And uh, he uses them to pull souls out of people before, spoilers, eventually getting the soul pulled out of himself and giving Kratos more power. And yeah, when when the helmet comes off, (laughs) the helmet does come off and you you can find it as like an artifact, but then he like, his final form is that he pops up without it and his face is just like a skull with like some flesh clinging to it, and like the the top of the skull is kind of cracked open and gross. Oh. So like, oh man, you could have appeared as anything, and you chose that. Great, yeah, that'll let down. I guess that's that's his you know his battle form, but I don't know. Try to be badass. <laughs> And it also Which, seems uh, like it has a little bit of Hellraiser inspiration here. Oh. Your pain is my pleasure. <laughs> Your pain is mine, fuckstick. Now paint that Shawshank roof. <laughs> Which version of that are we listening to? From the first game? Or I from think it's God of War 3. Okay, so that's yeah. Clancy Brown that we're listening to there. <laughs> is it? Yeah, the I first game is Nolan yeah. North. Oh, oh really? Mr. Krabs yeah. references? I don't even remember him being... Well, he, yeah, he's, he shows up like briefly in a cutscene in, in the first or second game. Wait, I'm going to have to look him up in the first game. Holy. Yeah. <laughs> we, we might it's, have, it's he might have been like one of the, the random god faces that gives Kratos a power, but... That Do not weird. name the next fucking free-to-play shooter, Michael. Please be more careful next time. <laughs> saying things like Godface. Oh, Godface. Godface is <laughs> totally Lord. happening. That is totally happening. Show us your Godface. Please be more careful. Mm. Before we before you have to see that at the next Je- that trailer at the next Jeff Keighley show. <laughs> and now Godface. Godface. Let me see your Godface. We're pleased Show to introduce Godface. Godface. You don't scare me, boy. Work on it. You don't look omnipotent <laughs> to me, boy. <laughs> 
<laughs> Sweet. I got to do Clancy Brown and Arlie Army this episode. This nice. rules. Yeah. <laughs> one, of, one of the most uh, more memorably gross fights in a game filled with memorably gross fights. Totally. But very, very demonic version of Hades. The next one seems a little bit more reasonable. Number three. Thanks to you, my realm is more chaotic than ever. With Cerberus gone, there is nothing to stop the dead from crossing over to the world of the living. So find another dog. You find another dog! <laughs> <laughs> I love that line so much. Why is Triumph the insult comic dog in this video? <laughs> yes. He has a Greek accent. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, I do. Which button on the controller calls your parents to come pick you up? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, so this is uh, this is no Hades idea. from Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Uh, oh, God, it is. Uh, the second DLC. Yeah. Uh, okay, I didn't play that. I was yeah. like, Fate, Fate of Atlantis. The Fate of Atlantis, Volume 2, The Torment of Hades. Right, right. And right, it's right, where right, you right. go into the underworld and you get to explore an open world underworld. And spoilers, you meet various people who uh, have died over the course of Assassin's Creed Odyssey. And so it like gives you a little bit more closure with those characters. Yeah. Well, all of the DLC packs are like certain versions of the afterlife, right? Like, isn't the first, the first one is Elysium. Yeah. uh, And then then, this this one, you go down the Hades. And then it's uh, Atlantis. Right, right. This is the final one. But uh, yeah, no, this one, it's, he is, again, he's not like devilish, but he's definitely got malicious intent. Yeah, he's he's a little bit devilish, but mostly he's just very frustrated with you because... Uh, you showed up in his realm. You immediately killed his dog, which uh, you find yeah, you a note kill. in there that he he's actually like he puts on a brave face for you, but he's actually very broken up about it. And he like, you know, writes this long letter like, oh, Cerberus, I wish I miss you so much. And But it's also like a huge inconvenience for his job because he mm-hmm. basically then tasks you. He's like, OK, well, Cerberus actually served a function here. Yeah. Guess who gets to do that shit? You. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, find find me four guardians to uh, to guard yeah, the, yeah. the portals and, and stop the dead from escaping. And also uh, you opened up all these rifts into Tartaros and they're a huge inconvenience. <sighs> See what you've done. These are everywhere now. Fix it. Oh, I'll fix it. My brother and I have a little wager on whether or not you'll succeed in your quest. Don't let me down. You don't want to owe me twice. Michael, you played as Alexios. Uh, I was going to say, that was that was not Odyssey, because I did not recognize that mean here. Uh, the thing is, I, I feel like playing that game as Alexios or Cassandra can change the quality of the... not Not the quality, but the the tone of the game quite a bit because yes. Cassandra is like feels like a serious character and Alexios always feels like I am the hero from the cover of a romance novel. Right. I speak in a yes. slightly silly voice and uh, I'm a DJ in Los Santos. Which it's, is crazy because when he's the bad guy well, when he's the bad guy, he's actually it's a really good performance yes. and it's mm-hmm. nothing like that. Like Alexios as the bad guy is that's got to be the canonical. He's like, intimidating as the red guy. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and he doesn't. He doesn't talk like I'm trying to charm your pants off. I'm Alexios. <laughs> like I mean, full girls? disclosure, I do work for Ubisoft, and we can't say which one is canonical. There really isn't supposed to be one. Yeah, mm. it's Cassandra. It's well, it's whatever you want it to be. 
That's it's Cassandra. Is. I'll say I'm looking at the screenshots and Hades, man, he looks like he's a Marvel Cinematic Universe villain well, or something. Kind of, yeah, I can see that. Can <laughs> yeah, see there's that. a little bit of inspiration, I think, by Loki by that time. Yeah. Yeah. The, <laughs> the idea is that he, he and all the other Olympian gods you're meeting are actually members of the first civilization and... You know, we know about yeah. them because of legends passed down or whatever. Right, and they're they're godlike, but they're still like they're all like two heads taller than you, and mm-hmm. they have these weird glowing lines on their bodies, but they're not they don't necessarily have like super godlike powers or anything yeah. like that. Like mm-hmm. you, you fight them all and kick their ass by that time because <laughs> you're super leveled up. But uh, yeah, this, this yeah, Hades was... is also more of like a he he takes uh, has a bit more of a trickster god in him, a little bit more of a devil because he's uh, he's just kind of a dick. Why these games? Why not just let him go? Because eternity is law. Letting you go wouldn't be much fun. Now would it? He even sounds like Dracula, like, <laughs> because eternal life is so lonely, Alexios. Be with me. Together we will rule the underworld. The children of the night, they are so fucking boring. <laughs> my dog. There's so many impressions at this point. Yes, yes, there are. For me to poop on. Finally, a role, Dracula, that requires you to suck. (laughs) (laughs) I've seen a lot of triumph. Uh, And and yeah, he he gets he he gets a little salty toward the end. I didn't bow to your wife, and I won't bow to you. That's how you know he's mad. He says I the F word. what game we were yeah. talking about. He's got a big uh, crescent bladed axe thing on a pole, and if you beat him, which is immensely satisfying, you get to take it from him. So that's cool. But it, this was a, a neat look at the afterlife and a fun take on Hades, I thought. Definitely more fun than, than God of Wars. Yeah, and, and pretty accurate in that it's like not hell, like everyone's in excruciating pain the whole time. They're just mm-hmm. sort of either lost or bored down yeah. there, and it's it's just a very bleak setting. Like, all the trees are dead. There is a part with like an acid bog swamp thing that that area totally sucks, but yeah, yeah it's not. Yeah, never, but nobody's happy there, and, and yeah, you do run into like, there's a lot of bad people, and they, they either are continuing to be bad people, or uh, one of them that you meet is... You're like you, and he's like, "Oh, I'm trying to get my life back on track." You know, I had substance abuse issues. My mother was abusive. I, <laughs> I'm a good guy now, really. Dying changed me. Anyway, uh, let's move along to number two. Chris's favorite. Wait, if Hades is here, then where's her? <laughs> what is everyone's infatuation with that stone? Uh, you know, never mind. Never mind. I'm cool. I'm good. Because Wonder Boy will be out of my hair soon enough. So you're up to no good again. Of course he is. <laughs> oh, easy. What is this, Sparta? Kind of on a schedule. Gorsh, what did I do to roam the underworld <laughs> my, the rest of eternity? All I did was steal a cricket spoon. I'm just thinking of the Wilhelm scream Goofy would do on his way down to Hades. <laughs> I just love hearing those characters spout more dialogue like that. You'll never beat her, no matter how many times you try. Yeah, stay in the underworld where you belong. (laughs) You have the time of your afterlife. 
What did you say? I love you, Tony and Somo, I, but what did you say? I, I also love it because it, in a weird way, it feels like punishment for James Woods, the complete fucking <laughs> asshole that he uh, is. Like he, James Woods, I just went and got an erotic massage without you. How dare you get a happy ending? How dare you? Boy, will there be egg on his face. I'm just kidding. He boosts QAnon conspiracies all the time. Oddly <laughs> enough, he said those exact words to Trump at his last inauguration. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, How dare you get that. a happy ending from her? Want to go over there and get the old rub and tug from Stormy again? Yeah. I don't know. James <laughs> Woods. But, but like, I, I hate... I hate being charmed by James Woods more than anything. Yes. I think he's a he's terrible quite good person. in this role. He's not only great, he has given Disney sort of like, anytime, anytime you want me to do this. Like, technically, he was one of the bigger stars in this game when it yeah. came out in the yeah. early 2000s. And he's like, I don't care. I, lo- I love playing this character because I don't think there were a lot of roles where he got to improv before. Uh, I mean, he clearly gets to do so in certain comedies, but he mostly plays dramatic characters. I think he's great in his Simpsons guest spot, and I think he's fucking fantastic as Hades. And I wrote to Michael, I was like, what clip should we use? And like, get anyone, he will sound like the only human in this entire game. He is the only one with any real inflection who doesn't seem like they're reading off a piece of paper for the first time ever. I have heart! And I'm, I'm James Woods, I'm clearly improvising. We'll get this guy, and then we'll get this guy. Oh, fuck that guy! He sounds like he's delivering a comedic performance. No one else in this game is just delivering a real performance. Yeah, the, I cannot fault the, the his third, performance at all. The third game, the third game <laughs> like upped its ante and is really great and there's genuinely funny moments with Sora, Goofy and Donald, but like they are so they are just like placeholder non-entities with the worst dialogue you've ever heard. Oh, yeah. That'll seal the hole forever, Sora. <laughs> no, Goofy. Well, we like, no. Driving home the placeholder thing is I I went through a bunch of cutscenes looking for his dialogue. And I could not find any instance of him referring to any of the other characters except, like, Hercules and the, the characters that he's canon with by name. It's, it's always just stuff like this. Really? Hades? <sighs> it's just you. It's just us? Even for you, that's cold. Don't forget. I can always turn up the heat! Yeah, but it's like, it, he, can I point out the irony of yeah. you? Or... I love the irony well, of a Greek god referring to someone. Wrote the, the line "oi." I know, I know. Translated and got a kanji. He's he's the most Jewish of the Greek gods. Don't you guys know that? Oi, they die in that hill. I mean, what's funny is like he also has to carry every scene because like he doesn't in the movie. He had Danny DeVito as Phil and, you know, Bobcat Goldway. Pain and Panic, Matt Frewer, Max Headroom, and uh, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids fame, and, and, and Bobcat Goldway. Right, but, it, but in the games, none of those people are around, so right. it's just James Woods. Right. <laughs> and I remember, like, the, it, it, I love, now I've, I've come around, I love his uh, portrayal as Hades, but being the Greek mythology nerd that I was when this came out, I immediately scoffed at it because I was like, that's not the story. Hades wasn't the villain. Hera was. Like, there's this mm. whole complicated thing where, yeah, she, she like, Zeus, Zeus has this illegitimate son, and his name is Heracles, which means glory of Hera. So it was like mocking Hera that he had this baby with we- another woman. We've all seen Thor Ragnarok, Michael. We know who Hera is. <laughs> you know who Hell is. Uh, uh, anyway. Well, oh. Yeah. 
I like I like the Earth X. Uh, by the way, I, this is the only Greek mythology I know. Is for Marvel's Earth X in the six one six. The people of oh my god Asgard came down during Greco Roman times and saw them worshiping worshiping gods, and they're like these sound like us. I'm like I love this place. Let's just dress like this forever. That is literally <laughs> how the, how Marvel's Thor ends up happening. And and yet the, the the Greek pantheon is also canon in the Marvel universe, mm-hmm. like. Hercules exists. It's crazy. Hercules is there. He's a hero in DC and Marvel, I believe. Wow. Well, oddly enough, so like James Woods is this character in the games, but uh, the parent here to speak up, uh, Hades is is portrayed by a completely different actor in the Descendants TV shows, which are like huge or were huge with kids like the last five years. They just got a completely different live action actor who's like way younger than James Woods. Not Hmm. as good, but uh, yeah, it is a little weird because like, like Chris was saying, he's so down to do this character yeah. whenever, and they were probably like, yeah, James Woods, we're going to have to pass on you being in this he, kid's he might, TV he show. He might be probably. too yeah. expensive uh, for the uh, the budget of your average Disney. Uh, here, I have a tweet from two years ago about you. Uh, it looks like bragging about fucking a teenager, so maybe we're not going to invite you onto the Disney Channel show. <laughs> Could be. Could be. He's the worst, and I hate loving his Hades performance as much as I yeah. do. But especially in this game, it is a breath of fresh air to have a real performance in a very poorly acted Square game. So there. And it is not the case with 3, by the way. They definitely change things around. Hey, James Woods, what do you say to teenage boys? You'll never see your girlfriend again. Low life. (laughs) The two kind (laughs) kids. Uh, Also, was not uh, James Woods' first Hades portrayal in a video game. That was the, uh, the PlayStation 1 Hercules game. It was by Virgin Interactive, oh. and if you've never played oh. this or seen it, it is nuts. Like <laughs> the, what they remember what they did with Aladdin and right. the Lion King, yeah. and now multiply that by what the PlayStation could do, <laughs> and so you've got like all these weird quasi three D levels with these two D yes. character sprites, uh, beautifully animated. Uh, and it's, I'd, I'd never really noticed or seen it before. So seeing it in action finally was like, wow, this, I, I kind of missed something here. This looks really cool. Yeah. There's something really, really pretty about it. It's like, uh, it, it was like the end of a branch in gaming yeah. technology. Like, holy shit, you can make games look like this. Yeah. But it's boring. Who wants to see this? It looks like <laughs> an, it looks like a 2d movie. <laughs> Maybe a like, little it, bit. It does. Oh my God. By the way, before the pedantic people attack me, James Woods actually played the voice of Hades in Descendants, but when they had to have like an actual actor, they got a whole new guy. So there you go. Oh, he did yeah. he did it for Descendants. But they, it, they yeah. wanted to make it look like it, they wanted an actor whose face didn't look like it was scalded by the Terminator. They want someone who looks but, less like right. your character in the animation. Yeah. Right. <laughs> We want to. We want someone who. I, how do I say this? Is not a pedophile made of cigarettes. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> made of cigarettes. <laughs> uh, oh yeah. yeah. We don't. We don't want someone who's like a sleazier looking version of Bill mm. Maher. Can we do that? Can we? Okay. Uh, Just saying. Yeah. Um. Still a fun character. Gets knocked down a peg because not originally from video games. Although he's been in more video games than other properties at this point. Um. That's but right. still, uh, it's not our stupid boy. I told you nobody gets out of here, whether alive or dead. So how was your wanton ransacking of my domain? Greetings, father. 
My ransacking was a delight, thank you for asking. So I'll just be on my way again. Be on your way indeed. What do I care? You shall never reach the surface. Go. See for yourself. Hmm. Leif, have you played this game? Oh, I've played the living shit out of it, yes. Uh, I, I, I didn't play it until after the show last week. It is easily my game of the year. It is a funnier version of Dead Cells in that every time you die, your dad mocks your shit. You still trying to get out, buddy? Oh, yeah. I'm amazed. I am utterly amazed by how many voice lines they missed the recorded yeah. from that game. Oh my god. Yeah, well cuz uh okay, I don't want to spoil too much, but like there's just a whole lot of writing in like every time you run, you do a run on that game, regardless of the result, you're going to go back and talk to yeah. a bunch of people it afterwards about everything that happened. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's like and, a 2D Mass Effect, don't groan. <laughs> but there's like some really touching moments too, like with Hades later on as you progress the story and you come to like understand what's going on yes. it's 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 really really well done it's yeah. definitely yeah. I think one of the most accurate portrayals of Hades and direction we were going for and, and well definitely one of the horniest portrayals of Hades <laughs> as well Greek as mythology, all of the gods as we were kind of alluding to earlier this, this is the horniest <laughs> Greek mythology game that's ever which been which is appropriate because created. that was it's an insane. extremely horny mythology yes it this was. is true yeah. this is yeah. true yeah I mean but uh, yeah, I mean, uh, this portrayal of Hades is like he's kind of like a, got the bear thing going on. He's got the yes. big old beard mm-hmm. and big burly arms and shit Look like at that. My and, and, I mean, rings, boy. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're, there's a little Kratos in that impersonation. Well, he like, talks like it, he boy. Looks like it. Fetch my Glenn Beck newsletter, boy. <laughs> when he takes off his cloak at the end, he's like, yeah, I look like Kratos. I've, yeah. I've, I've got to recalibrate the voice I, I, now. Perhaps once we are finished with repairs for all the carnage you have sown throughout my realm, then we might finally have time for all the needed renovations that have piled up. Oh, it's got a little bit more base. Sorry, yes, it's, it's mostly base. Uh, but I, I, I love this. Well, you, you know who that you know who that actor is, right? He's the guy that's in all oh, the Super the, Giant the games. That's the narrator from, yeah. from Bastion. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, he's he's. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's been in all of their games, but yeah, he's he's their most famous voice. Yeah, so makes Boy sense. walked right for ninety minutes, and the narration saved the whole thing. <laughs> 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 uh, man. But yeah, his his portrayal of Hades is great. It, all, actually, all the voice acting in that great game yeah, is. I, really, I'm really just good. I'm fucking floored because like I, I skip through a lot of that stuff very quickly, but it's oh, it's really really well written. Oh, not 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 super giant stuff. I I, I think I. My slam on them is that I found every one of their games incredibly well written and very clever, and I get bored very fast. Uh-huh. Mm. I was instantly hooked on Hades. I loved it. I, I, I absolutely loved it. It is really up there with my game of the year. As me and Life with Mortal Coil, of course, uh, uh-huh. being number one for, for <laughs> <laughs> at this point. That was this yeah. year. God, yeah. I, 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 I am so old. Like the second I turned forty, I was like. Where did I do that thing in that that <laughs> that shiny tar world? And I had to think for like a half an hour, and that wasn't even two months ago. It yeah. felt like ninety years ago. We were talking about our Mad King's ability to, yeah. to his dissolution of time, like this warped <laughs> us all. <laughs> Pretty much, oh. Michael. But, but I, Hayes, I, Hayes is the shit. I cannot recommend it enough. It's oh, really yeah. good. Yeah, we're good. I think we're gonna we're gonna talk about that game later this year for Maybe. sure. But I, uh, I just met Hades outside of his post for the first time. Okay. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. But, that's, uh, a, that's a big moment for sure. Yeah. 
And I've been kind of uh, looking for a Diablo-esque game lately, and that, that actually mm-hmm. kind of hits the spot, too, because it has, like, a lot of the same feel. Yeah. They, they, what I, what I was is described it as, like, they took all the, the learnings from all their previous games and put them in this game. So, like, it's got the action RPG stuff from Bastion and a little bit of that stuff from Transistor, especially when you use the shield. Uh, not so much anything from Pyre, which is that weird space soccer game, but okay. But but the writing is definitely from Pyre and, like, the character interactions. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's 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 a great portrayal of Hades. It's a great portrayal of the underworld. Probably the most the most in-depth portrayal of that world are like uh, you know i'm not if you want to go learn about mythology go yeah. go read it go read but I, i'd say this is a it's a great primer no but this is a good cliff's notes version of that stuff and and fairly accurate and even to the point of like <clears throat> the interactions they have between the gods and then the gods and the what do they call them in the game the kathonic so there's gods. the olympians yeah. and there's the kathonic gods which are like gods relating to the underworld and like you know, the Furies are there, and it, it explains like okay, they they work, no, but only only Megara can get inside too. the house. It's it's really cool. One thing it's, that's it's, not accurate is what I was saying earlier is the portrayal of the Asphodel, but that's not because I think they needed a badass level. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Man, I, the first yeah. couple times through Asphodel, I kept like walking into lava when I was trying to leave, and then I realized like, oh, you have to stand in front of the boats and push the button, not get on the boats right. and push the button. Okay. Right. Are yeah, we, the boats, they, they do Sunshine? the work for you. One they, time they, after they, I beat they, the Hydra, yeah, I just sat there in the lava and I was like, oh shoot, oh shoot. Yeah. <laughs> my, some of my favorite bits in the game are the shit you say to the Hydra when you encounter it because you always, that's the one boss you sort of talk <laughs> shit on. You're yes. like, you're like, I wouldn't want to fight me. And then you just start fighting him and I'm like, hell yeah. <laughs> yeah but I, I also love that in the portrayal of Hades that it gets at something that i think the best portrayals of hades do and that like it's not there's like this callousness that covers this very deep sadness and that his his Mm -hmm. whole thing where he kidnaps uh persephone in the myths is like well it's he wanted to share his life with somebody and his life sucks uh so she doesn't want to share it either right so he he just (laughs) it's the hedgehog's dilemma thing where he can't let anyone get close to him and he's very lonely and sad and uh, mild spoilers here. If you somehow find her, tell her something for me. Tell her. Tell her Silverus is doing very well. It's his dog. Oh, best it, boy. One of the other things I love about the game is this, like, high school band we're just doing bass solo songs for like half the game also I love I read once that the name Cerberus that it's like it sounds very menacing and you know appropriate for a three headed dog but in translated into Greek it means like spot so it's like his name is he named his dog spot and then what's funny is like Zagreus can pet Cerberus, but only one yeah. of his heads. The other two heads yeah. don't like it. Yes. One head, one head one tolerates head it. So it's like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. But it's just like, yeah, okay. I will hold off the other two heads mm-hmm. so they don't eat yeah. you. But, uh, but you can I, pet me. And I also me. love that like Cerberus absolutely loves Zagreus. It, like goes goes yes. into a frenzy when he leaves for the first time. And ruins right. everything. But he, but he's also clearly he's like clearly Hades' mm-hmm. dog because like later the more times you go through like Hades, he's very much as like yeah, yeah, good boy, you upset the dog. Like he gets really <laughs> really upset that you like make the dog leave. <laughs> Poor Cerberus, he's beside great. himself with pain. 
Yes. Don't, don't bring the hound into this one. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be honest, Michael. This is this is a perfect number one, but it's a little. I thought you were going to trick us. It's a little obvious for you. I thought you were going to do something like Hades, the AI, the antagonistic AI from Horizon Zero Dawn. I, 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 thought, I thought for sure we'd. That's pretty cool. Yes, I thought we were going to have kind of a sneak entry like that. I'm like, oh, that would be such a Michael to pull off. <laughs> I think I would have switched that out with the Battle for Olympus. Yeah, but the Battle for Olympus, like, I just wanted to talk about the game because that's so weird. Yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. Anyway, mm-hmm. well, when he is, we were mentioning Kid Icarus earlier. He is the main baddie from from Uprising. Yeah, but very few people played that game <laughs> and can live to tell about it because they all their hands are I all I wasn't just, about to go you know, back and play some of it to, to get this yeah, yeah exactly uh, you, you can't your hands can't make that shape anymore that's a young man's game he was also game. in uh, Ultimate Ghouls and Ghosts or Ghosts and Goblins whatever the PSP one was called he mm. was one of the bosses but just appears as like one of those bosses that it's just like oh he's too big to fit on the screen so you just see his head shoulders and hands floating above you mm. And then, of course, there's those, um, what are those Greek uh, RTS games? Age of Mythologies? Uh, that probably none of us play. That, that, yeah, uh, I was, yeah, I was thinking about Titan Quest, right where he's he's also a boss in that. But he's not all that uh, interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Ew. Uh, anyway, yeah, that's that's our top five Hadeses in games. Uh, we hope you found it as spoopy as we did, which is not very, honestly. But... Uh, Yes, I'm doing my Hades yes, from Assassin's yes. Creed. Uh, this is very strange. Oy vey. Yes. <laughs> Oy vey. Oy vey, that Hercules really gets my poop going. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I swear when I played that game, he didn't sound like... I think it was because you played as Alexios. They gave you the bad Hades, dude. My Hades sounded normal. He was just like, hey, uh, what's going yeah, on? Hey, man, I'm Hades. I, I rule the underworld. Hey, this is a bit of a yeah. bummer. He killed my dog. Like this is my old lady, Persephone. <laughs> I hate to inconvenience you here, but uh, <laughs> we got a little issue yeah. here. Uh, you, you, you're letting all the dead people out, and uh, I really, really need you to fix this. You know, if you can, you can see your way clear <laughs> to do that. Uh, <laughs> he's letting out a giant bong rip. <laughs> all right that's our top five we're going to take a little break when we come back we're going to talk about some star wars squadron some crash four some Baldur's gate three so stay tuned come on down to the other side come with us through the gates of hell we will drag you from where you Get scratching. Would you like exclusive bonus podcast commentaries and more from the Laser Time crew? Then we strongly encourage you to support this show on patreon.com slash laser time. It supports not only this show, but all the rest of the Laser Time Network. You'll get commentaries, play games with the hosts, see exclusive videos first, and receive an uncut weekly ad-free podcast bonus time. Speaking of which, here's a quick taste. <laughs> Well, I guess the way we did it was, uh, I'll just give you an example from last night. Please. So the way we did it was one one guy was on his, laying on his back and I was sitting on him and yes. I had, and his penis was in my vagina <laughs> and the other guy was <laughs> kneeling behind me with mm-hmm. his penis in my butt. So, and then we had to sort of move carefully. And you can so, sustain so that, that? So that they stayed in. 
Then you can sustain. Yeah, I was going to say like dogs in a bathtub. You can sustain that. <laughs> you can yes, t- like dogs in a bathtub. How long can people? Uh, how long can you sustain that? Dogs in a bathtub. That's my. That's my fetish. <laughs> uh, Honey is the host of a, a sex comedy podcast. By the way. Get Bonus Time, a weekly uncensored and commercial-free podcast every Tuesday, starting for just $5 on Patreon.com slash LazerTime. And welcome back to our final segment where we are very, very excited to get into a slew of new releases, beginning with this song that I will hit the button to play. See, that's where we should have done the Pence bit, Michael, is you just kept talking. (laughs) You're right. You're right. Sir. Ah, man. It's so much funnier when you second-guess jokes. Uh, I know. Gentlemen, my question was about Hades. Uh, (laughs) I can also explain them. I can explain jokes if you want. I'll just do that all night. (laughs) JK, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. From my perspective, it's hilarious that Michael gave you shit about that. (laughs) See, so you think I'm second-guessing you, but really I'm just making fun, and you don't pick up on that. I'm just trying to avoid talking about Crash 4. Yeah, uh, well, Crash 4, it's about time. Uh, is, yeah, I, I've played a little bit of it. I enjoy what I've played. Uh, it's a, like, I don't, I don't think most people need me to explain what a Crash Bandicoot game is, you know? It's a, you run at the camera? Yeah, you run at the camera, you want to run away from the camera. Sometimes you're running sideways. It's a fairly demanding platformer a uh, very old school platformer with a fixed camera and uh it's well I guess, I guess it's demanding or forgiving depending on how you want to play it because you can just run straight through the levels and uh try to do your best or you can obsessively hunt for every last wump of fruit to unlock all the diamonds and unlock the secret outfit uh that's attached to each level uh, so you can run around as a chicken or as like a crash version of Dr. Engine or whatever. Mm. You can also, after the first couple levels, you can switch between uh, Crash and Coco, his sister, at any time. And uh, whichever one you want to play as. And uh, I, still think, I still think it's funny. Pretty like, much do, we need, do we need to explain this? Like, yeah, uh, Crash is over 20 years old and has had more kart racing games than whatever this is. That's true. <laughs> and And... and and looking at the series, like this, this game is undoing every Vivendi game that was ever made. <laughs> yes, I, I was going to say I worked on the series. The most Crash I've played was in Uncharted Four. Um, just... <laughs> I played the absolute shit out of one and a, mo- a lot of two, and then never went back. Yeah, it reminds me. The only one I've really played is two, and it reminds me a lot of that. Two, two, is that Wrath of Cortex or yes. is that, uh, okay. No. Well, I'd, I'd heard this is back. quite good, but I, I was kind of asking you is like, it feels like a pure platformer is a bit of a hard sell in today's world. You know, like I, 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 don't, I don't, I, I don't think it is because it's, it's in the mold of the remastered trilogy, which I, I'm guessing sold well. Mm-hmm. And it just looks like new versions of what they already remade. Kind like of. They made a new game out of something they made to remake things. Yeah. Yeah. I guess what I'm saying is, is like with, for my platformers, they're like, "Hey, and if everyone gives Mario 64 shit, but I do love that when they brought platforming into 3D and like I can justify like I'm gonna play the shit out of Mario Odyssey. I don't know that I'm gonna play a lot of of a fixed camera platforming. Well, game. it's like fixed it. camera, but in in that it forces perspective a lot of the time. That the camera is fixed to. You know, a chase perspective or a you're running at the camera perspective or like 
Now it's it's side scrolling for a while. But but um, are the levels on rails or are they three D worlds? Yeah, they're, they're on rails. Um, okay. That that guess they're not, they're not full three D worlds. Uh, but the the big twist this time around is that they have all these new masks that you're going around and uh, collecting, all of which are sentient magical masks like Aku Aku. And, uh, they give you different abilities. And like the first one you get in, in the first world is, uh, it lets you phase objects in and out of reality. So it basically turns those segments where you get the mask into mighty switch force where you have to jump between, uh, platforms and like, okay, platform A exists in reality, platform B doesn't. So you have to jump and then in mid jump, you face platform B into existence. Oh, cool. So cool. a little bit of that Titanfall to uh, time shift mission thing. A little bit, but thing. I think Mighty Switch Force is the, the more direct the comparison. More direct. Yeah. Well, I didn't play that. So I, well, you should. Game. It was pretty good on 3DS. This is getting great reviews. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's pretty it, no, it, it, it is a lot of fun. And I did kind of have that moment of like, oh, I should really move on to something else right now. But okay, just one more level. Okay. I'm at the boss. Let me, let me finish out the, the world. Um, and yeah, the, the one boss that I did play was against engine and it, it's basically like a pseudo rhythm thing where you're jumping around on platforms while his drumming robot is sending sound waves at you and you have to Ooh. whip enemies into him. Uh, does, does time factor into it at all? Like it, like it's in the name, the it's about time thing. Is there like a time mechanic? I think there levels? might be like a time travel thing. Turtles in time. Yeah. So it's like that. Mm-hmm. It ain't no blinks, baby. Yeah. It's a fucking time sweeper, yo. Yeah. <laughs> Weirdly, you can tell I'm out of the games industry. I had no idea this game was out. No idea. Yeah. Oh, really? Well, is this a full-price endeavor, Michael, or is this a 40? I believe it's 40. Okay. I'm not sure. I, I, again, I, like, I'll pick this up on a sale, but it's like, um, it's kind of gnawing at nostalgia I don't have a ton of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, because like, uh, uh, I, I was... I was in love with the first crash and then sort of mystified, like, this is not the Mario replacement. This is a 60. This is a full, this is a full price thing. So. Oh, okay. But I, th- I think you're right, Chris. It's like, I feel like everyone on this uh, little call thing is a little, just maybe past the age where we would have been yeah. playing mm-hmm. all, the, all the crash games. You know? but, yeah, I'll uh, put that. I 100% of the first, and I don't regret it. I love it. Dave is Because I've heard some people younger than me, I just love a series. You know, we do all have crazy nostalgia for Star Wars. Star Wars. And well, Chris is sick of it. He's got a whole. Yeah, show. The last movie right. kind of ruined it for me. I'm not even kidding. <laughs> Everyone, do your homework. Go watch Plastic Galaxy um, in the next two weeks. All right. I, Same. All right. How is how is Squadrons? I hear Squadrons is quite good. I really like it. It's fun. Yeah. yeah. And it's it's one of those. It's just like I've tried playing it with and without VR. And I think based on something you said, Chris, where it's just like. And it feels like nothing really is substantial outside of VR, and it's just like, well, I'm I'm sort of wasting its potential if I'm not getting the full experience. Uh-huh. So, but yeah, I've, I've played a little bit in in and out. Uh, the best experience that I've had with it uh, on PC is just hooking it up to an Oculus Quest with the PC Link. Yeah, because uh, that fits my glasses better than the Vive. <laughs> I was going to ask yeah. about that because like we were talking, and I'm like, well, which how do you play it? Does it work with your headset? And like I was reading, it does actually become kind of like Dan Amrick had did a post. He, he had to jump through several hoops before finding like, Oh yeah, this is how I can play this game mm-hmm. on my, on my VR headset of choice on PC. So it's a yeah, little confusing. It's, Cause you have to like start up the, the correct app and have everything connected and then you get into it. And then there's like an option where it's like toggle VR. And right. you, yeah. Now is this just like the full campaign VR, or is it like a distinct mode? It's the like full some campaign. Games have? 
Oh, cool. The full campaign, and, and, and I, I want to tip my hat to them because, like, I don't want to call it an afterthought because I'm, I'm sure that's not fair. It's a $40 game with a fucking beautiful VR mode, um, and, and it's also pretty good. But one of the knocks I was seeing in VR reviews is that, like, the cutscenes, like, those are not VR. Those are movies you're <laughs> watching in a helmet. Yeah. On a, on, it's like a, on a curved screen that floats in front of you, which is oh, annoying. No. Not on PSVR. Not on PSVR. It is no? just a flat band. Oh, no and, way. You're and, watching and, Circle Vision in your VR headset? No, no, no. Not even no, that. Not, like not even, watching... it, it, is, it is just in front of you on PC, but, though it's a curved screen. But yeah, not on, not on PSVR. But what I did notice on PSVR is when I took the helmet off, it didn't do that thing where like it faces the whatever corner I laid this thing. Like, oh, he took it off. <laughs> we'll just play these full screen on the screen. Like, good. Thank you. Yeah. Yes. Please don't make goodness. me wear this. It, it go into sensory deprivation when I could look at my phone for 10 minutes. Hmm. Well, you tell me why Star Wars lore is important, but but it is also is like I, I I love Dan's post because like Dan um you know grew up was alive when mm-hmm. Star Wars came out and it's just like this is weird I'm not crying but it's like it's something I've yeah. always wanted to do ultimate you, wish fulfillment it, sure. it feels yeah. like something you would pay a gate fee at an amusement park because it is really fun and the mechanics are like I, I never. I, I never. If you haven't heard sick of Star Wars, I can never get over my adoration for how fans have figured out a way for everything in the movies to make sense. Like power down shields, put all power into into engines, or put all powers into weapons. And like you just, and that's how the game works. Yeah. Shifting where your power goes to what you want to focus on, and all the cockpits are authentic, all the sounds are authentic. The is I get. Uh, arcadey wise I get Crimson Sky vibes out of it but then I'm, I'm playing on standard mode which is admittedly babby mode mm-hmm. but when you someone should capture some of that footage because it just looks like you know you start out in a TIE fighter beating up X-Wings and they just look like little mosquitoes like <laughs> with no <laughs> physics just just going like one mile an hour and just turning around in midair mm-hmm. yeah. it, it's very very strange uh, to look at but I, that's I'm just looking for slights it's, it's joyous and it's 40 bucks yeah, just playing it alone has been—it's one of the first games that's made me want to go to VR. I think that that kind of aspect where you're in a cockpit works really well. Yeah. E Valkyrie was one of the first games. Mm. You know, yeah, that, I remember yeah. that. that so there's there's yeah. no motion sickness stuff you guys yeah. have experienced. I am really susceptible to motion sickness in VR. There was a thing that I immediately had to turn off, which is like a, a field of view thing, where uh-huh. like if I was turning like not not my head but the the camera with the the right stick, it would like put like enclose my vision with this like like a black tunnel almost and it's just like put a put a black tunnel around my vision so it's oh that's what they that's what um remember that uh not assassin's creed game the eagle eagle flight game by ub yeah that's what they they, they it didn't really they, do the, that though well what the developer told me is they do a little bit of that one of the ways to prevent motion sickness is they block out your peripheral vision so they put mm. you in a little bit of a myopic oh. tunnel yeah but i, that, I found that it, very intrusive and very irritating in mm. Squadron, so I turned that off immediately. I, also, it's like part of this sort of latter-day Star Wars that's somewhat more like Star Trek in that most of the aliens now just speak in uh, unaccented American English. Uh, yeah. Like, hi, I'm your squad commander, a uh, creepy lizard lady with huge green unblinking yeah. eyes. I breathe out of my ass, but I got a Brooklyn accent for some reason. <laughs> I've, I've never understood. So one movie that 
was basically riffing on Star Wars, explained it so well, was the last Starfighter. It's like, see this thing I'm putting on your uniform? This is a universal translator. Yep, Everyone yeah. will sound like they're speaking English. The Star Wars movies have never bothered just, that's all they need is like one scene, like boom, now all, you're going to mm-hmm. understand each other. It's just tech no, we made but it up. In, yeah. in, in Star Wars, just everybody understands every language because Jabba the Hutt's like, blah, blah, blah. it's like, you're right, right. That's an excellent point. We should decrease the capital gains tax. They understand droid. <laughs> they're just yeah. like, oh yeah, I speak droid. <gasps> yeah. Yeah. Remember we talked about that with the uh, Jedi Fallen Order, yeah. is that there is a sequence where someone does not understand droid. Right. Like, Whoa, what does this mean for the universe? He's like, I'm sorry, I went to public school. They didn't teach droid in high school. Didn't go to the private Imperial I mean, Academy. But, but Luke was a moisture farmer in the middle of nowhere. Why? I guess he had to speak droid, you know, to talk to the help. But He's got to talk to the tractors, so yeah. <laughs> That's his version of kitchen Spanish. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, people in the food industry will understand leave me alone if, if luke's if luke's dad was still around he would embarrassingly use it at restaurants when trying to order meals luke's <laughs> dad is darth vader yes i know like if he was around when he was growing up oh, i see i see <laughs> you're, you're stepping on this classic joke michael come on i mean just i'm just imagining darth vader beeping and booping at a restaurant what? And the robot staring blankly back and speaking in English to him, like, "Yes, we have that." Or common, whatever the whatever the fuck they I call. I told English. you over easy. Do not fail me. <laughs> dad joke. Star Wars. Uh, Darth Vader dad jokes. There's a whole book where they did those. So. Yeah, that that's true. Uh, but yeah, Star Wars Squadrons is fun. I, yeah, I haven't had the I balls to try it. out any of the multiplayer, but like mm. it wasn't working when I got the game. My mm. ass got kicked so hard in I, the multiplayer. I, I thought I was good. Oh my god, I, I suck. I got into a multiplayer lobby by accident, and I knew I'd made a horrible mistake when I suddenly just heard like, like, oh god, oh god, it's teenagers talking. Bail, bail. Yeah. All of a sudden, all of a sudden, you hear like a Doppler effect of WAP coming in, like right behind you. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> I go, oh, no, this wasn't the original game. Uh, <laughs> <Of> WAP. <laughs> of all things. Uh, WAP. Whatever. I can say that word. Leave me alone. So because. And, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Because it's a, I was, I was kind of wondering because it's a forty dollars experience. Do you guys feel like there's anything missing from the game, or do you feel like there, there, you wish there were more no, modes or anything? No, I, I wasn't one of those people. I actually really liked the Battlefront. I, I, I was angry with certain aspects of the Battlefront games, but I thought they were enjoy. Eventually, became very affordable and enjoyable and robust experiences. And there were a bunch of people who were after like, I want fucking dogfights, and I did that for like mm-hmm. a day. And like, this is sweet. And then people got good, and like. I, this is unplayable for me. Now, yeah. I will never be able to play this online again. And I wanted to try and play That's that a little. That's what being a games journalist is like, yeah. by the way. You're, you're very good when it's only other journalists. Yeah, and I'm very good when I'm playing against the computer and I'm realizing, like, I seem to be able to take a lot more hits than every other ship on screen. Yeah, yeah. It, and, 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 but, but a bunch of people wanted that in Battlefront 2 and, and, and they delivered on that. So making that the focus of the experience, because, like, yeah, I think the criticism that doesn't get mentioned for EA is like, why did you only make first person shooters for like a decade? Like for with Star Wars, like do mm. something else, make a different kind of game, and like this is a different kind of game. And it's yeah. not. I, I know a lot of people who have fond memories of Tie Fighter, X Wing, and all that shit. Like, uh, it's it's a really good mix of like it's not that in depth, 
but yeah. like Crimson Skies Arcade and the having a story mode. Otherwise, the game would have scared me off if it was multiplayer yes. only. Yeah. So I'm I'm glad I'm glad it does. So the reason I'm asking is like, so I think a lot of the decisions they made with this game were a direct result of the stuff that happened with Battlefront Two. Like they came out and they were like, "There's no DLC. This isn't a live game. It's all in the box." And what I've heard now, and of course, because you can't please everybody, is people are saying, well, that's sort of to the detriment because this would be the perfect live game. Like, I would love for them to support this thing with additional battles and ships and stuff like that. The first thing in the menu is quick play. The third option is the campaign. Yeah. Yeah. So it it is going to be a live game, mostly. No, that's the thing. They've they've come out and said it's not. That's what's weird. Like, they could, of course, reverse direction if it sells really well. But they've said, like, no DLC, no, there's no future content, you're just getting this game. And I, I was almost wondering, like, is that because it's, like, this weird mid, you know, right-between-generations release? Or, or like I was thinking, it's just a, a, a knee-jerk reaction to the Battlefront 2 stuff where everyone was just yeah, like, maybe. fuck you and your DLC. Yeah, yeah they, they tried to, like, build every kind of Star Wars game on the back of Battlefront, and that was probably a mistake. Um, mm. thinking they had this this giant cash cow that would be a live service forever. And there's all this... You don't even know. Most people don't even know. There's all this fun stuff. You can kill an Ewok with BB-8 in Battlefront 2, but most of you haven't like fired it up or given up on it since it came out. Like that's, that's it's, fucking it's rad. always on sale for like seven fifty. I always the see celebration it edition. It's got a wow. ton of stuff in it. Yeah, the second one, not just the first one. I do like in this. So you get to have a created uh, Imperial and Rebel fighter pilot, and yes. it, it will switch between them over the course of the campaign. I like seeing people on Twitter just having fun with the names, like Kia Sorrento. And it's like, oh, that does sound like a <laughs> That's funny. Star Wars name. <laughs> That's funny. And, and I was I was making one, and uh, I realized, like, hey, one of the Rebel pilots looks oddly like a uh, famous comedian, Tig Notaro. Hey, Tig Notaro <laughs> sounds like a Star Wars name. Yeah. I guess it I'm sure playing does. as Tig Notaro now. <laughs> nice. Oh, so they're, so they're created characters. It's not like a story where these are known characters in the campaign. Right. It's very well, limited. Yeah, I mean, yeah. they're created in that, like, you have eight different faces and voices to choose from or whatever. I was disappointed that you couldn't customize them further, but yeah, yeah you can't. Mm. Yeah. Otherwise, cool. you're forced to play as people of color. <laughs> I don't know what circles there are that people complain about such things, but I went with the default. Yeah. I guess it doesn't really matter because you you never really see your character like you never see and they don't talk it's only yeah, the first I think person that's why they kept it limited well they, they yeah. do talk but it's just like you know canned quotes in this voice that mm-hmm. you picked well you never see your character in eve online really and man they give you this super robust character it's true i i i think but i still think it's it's really cool and um a forty dollar price tag is the new budget game and that's a really neat way to release a triple a thing yes. like this yeah. Again, I wish I was more of an expert on the multiplayer. It's just not something I'm going to put time into getting good at. Well, that's one of the reason I'm skeptical that there's not going to be more multiplayer content because you know that's one of the criticisms. I haven't finished the story, but I've read a lot of reviews and they say that you know the story is really short and so mm. it seems to be focused. So it, it like you said, it's like the third option, the campaign. It, it's not really the focus. So yeah. I'd be surprised if there's not more. Well, if you if you want multiplayer and forty dollars is too much for your budget, you can get Super Mario Bros. Thirty Five for free, baby, or part of your. NES, your Switch Online service. That it wouldn't is. download on my Switch. I Did anyone know. play it? I played I had, it. I, I wanted had the same to, but it wouldn't with, download. <laughs> with Hades, you have to do a stupid hard reset on your fucking Switch where it won't download anything forever. God, oh, it really? Sucks sometimes. Yeah, I could get it to download it. Just, it just kept staying on the, the screen to download yeah, it. I could download other forever, stuff. Forever yeah. and pause. I, I played uh, quite a bit of it for a day and, yeah. and a half. 
And uh, and, and I don't know what happened. Like I I'm, I'm like, man, can't get higher than fifth place. This is this is intense. I'm playing against 34 live Mario combatants. Then I noticed like I started spectating their their screen. I'm like, oh, they're all hit the analog stick to target attackers. And yeah. those are the people who always win. And after that, I got number one four times in a row. I'm like, I don't know that I need yeah. to win again. It's like, it's trying the Zelda, the Tetris 99 thing. And in my experience, is just like, it's not the same. Because like Tetris is a very dynamic game. You never know what, yeah. what block you're serving up next. And so, and so it's like, imagine that. And then there's 99 people. Whereas in this game, everyone's kind of playing through the same Mario levels. And then they're just choosing which enemies to throw at people. And then you can, you can like warp around and like... It, the, the one of the, some of the coolest shit is like when you're in the middle of like world one one and then there's a Bowser like those you know the ghost enemies that show up oh, in your world like some of those Bowser, like Bowser or, or in your blooper world. and a cheap cheap starts flying at you like yeah. what is happening yeah like that's <laughs> that, that, cool. that, that happens that doesn't happen often enough it should it does. be more chaotic and it almost is never chaotic enough it's this very slow paced game and then it gets slower as as they pare down yeah. people because there's fewer people throwing enemies in your world. So then it just becomes this battle of attrition. Like, okay, how long can you go without accidentally running into an enemy? But it also like the physics feels slightly different than Mario physics. Like I was oh, used to, sucks. and I'm just, and, and, and I wasn't playing with a pro controller. Maybe that helps a lot. I was just playing in handheld mode and I'm just like, I did. my, my girlfriend switched it over to uh, have B be run and Y be jump as opposed to the natural NES layout, and yeah. I did a thousand million times better. Okay. After that. It is exactly what they were setting out to make it. I just don't think it has as much staying power as Tetris. Like, I played it like, no. like Chris. Like, Chris's experience is very much my experience. I played it a day, and I was like, I never need to go back to that. It was kind of neat, but I, I'm glad it was free. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, yeah, that's a nice little bonus thing. I'm glad to hear they shake it up a little bit, because I, I've seen this video of this guy who played the... The first level of Mario, Mario Super Mario Brothers, what with his looking away from the from the screen, and he managed to get to the whole level. So, well, yeah, yeah I mean, you can't do that here because the the enemies that are thrown at you are randomized. Uh-huh. But there's also this weird thing of like you are sort of expected to know Mario levels like exactly power ups kind of are and at. stuff like that, yes. and and there is a little bit of that of like if if you know where every star is, you yeah. will be the champion of right. that game. Right. Do warp zones yeah. work? Does it go that far? No. Well, okay. sort of. They don't. They don't warp you to different worlds, just different levels. It, okay. it, you know what's so complicated? I don't really ahead. understand how it works at all. Because <laughs> like, uh, I, I'll go to World One One, and the longer we go, like, well, this is World Three. We, I don't yeah. know how we got yeah, here. Yeah, sometimes I'll, I'll get past like, yeah, I'll pass a world, and it'll bring me back to One One, and I have no idea why it did that. It's very yeah. strange. And then like the warp changes like every you know the 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 classic warp is what one two the one yeah. two warp where you go over the ceiling. And that one, you know, yeah, you like can't. You can like warp says, to one, 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 two, or one, three. Oh, I got to four, one once at a, at one point. I was like, okay, that's neat. Then I got to four, one. Yeah, but, I got to eight, one once. It's wow. just like, I, but I don't know how. We didn't play through every level. It, it, that, that part seems randomized too. But it's it's just okay. you know the the biggest problem the game has is like it's not like Tetris ninety nine got more frantic and crazy as it pared down to like the last two or three people. Yeah. This game gets a little bit slower paced and more methodical as you get down to that last. And two Matt or three. and I were I think we're riding that Tetris ninety nine thing pretty hard and like oh there's strategy to this game holy shit and I kept playing this game like I guess there's some strategy I'm not seeing just yet because like am I. I level up. Am I collecting coins or time? I seem to keep collecting them, even though I never run out. 
Well, the I coin- also don't keep them at the end of the game. I also level up for no reason. You're not going to give Mario power-ups or a, <laughs> yeah, the, the coin or a thing is weird hat. because it's the coin thing is like it does relate to the targeting because you can target people with like the fewest coins. And so it's like you you do want to collect enough coins so that you don't get if someone has that as their setting you don't get targeted. But it's yeah I don't know it just doesn't feel as good as Tetris ninety nine. I, I couldn't believe game. it. It felt like after I played it for a while, like wow, there is less going on under the hood in this than Tetris ninety nine. Yeah. Oh yeah. That, that game is way more has way more to learn than mm-hmm. this game does. Michael, did you play this at all? Did I did not. Chance? No. Okay. Uh, but I know what one game you did play, Michael. You yes. played an early access or an alpha of yeah. the game. Well, I guess it's it's early access. It came out this week. Uh, and speaking of character creation, Baldur's Gate three uh, yeah. is well, you know the the thing that struck me first about this game is I remember reading recently about how like Dungeons and Dragons had said it was going to phase out. Uh, evil races like we're not going to have races that are just 100 percent evil like the drow are not completely evil anymore and uh this this like right from the bat from the character creation like one of your options is gith yankee which i had always thought of like gith yankee are like fiends and and no it's turns out they were enslaved by the mind flayers the illithids this whole time these these people who always looked like creepy skeleton people and like now they're they're a playable race. They're just another people in in the Forgotten Realms in Faerun. So it's like that's that's cool. And like the the character creation is a little weird in that like so you you first create your character, and then it asks you like, what are you attracted to? And so you yeah, like so you just, gotta like make a second character. I played it for about two hours before the show. So no, okay, yeah, but yeah, yeah, you 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 start by like basically uh, designing your character's love interest. From the same oh, okay. races and stuff, and can be male or female, whatever, uh, whatever so you, you want. You make two characters, yeah. But but you only play as the first one, at least yeah. for a while. Oh, because this is the isn't this the Divinity Studio? Yes, the, it is. The, yes. Okay, so and it's it that feels CRPG. very much like like a Divinity game. Like, well, uh, it's, it's yeah, they always have the the pairs, right? Like the Divinity games yeah. are always it's it's the dual people on. It's a CRPG I mean, that classic kind of. They game are following the much more the traditional D and D rules. Here. Yeah, um, yeah. No, I think I think that duo thing like uh, that's true in Original Sin. I, okay. It wasn't true in Original Sin 2. You just had a oh, singular character, and then you oh, recruited okay. your party from the other playable characters. Ah, yeah. okay. And Divinity Original Sin 2 was a lot better, I think, in part. Yeah. That's a wonderful game, but it was uh, partly because I got rid of that, I think. Mm. But this this feels a lot like that in terms of pacing, and uh, I, I guess, you know, the combat is still turn-based, but... Yeah. It is turn-based, okay. Yeah. Is this scratching played- the same itches as, like, Wasteland 3 did earlier this year? Uh, no, not really, because I played all the way through yeah. Wasteland Three. Yeah, it's very different. It, it it definitely has a darker feel. It almost feels like you know the Pillars of Alternity kind of feel, mm-hmm. almost where it's a little bit more gloomy and stuff. And I did enjoy the Cthulhu Flight Simulator bit at the beginning. Hmm. Yeah, that was neat. <laughs> How far did you get? If I can ask, uh, I basically I, I got to that last boss where you go to the helm. And I died. Oh. And I was like, I'm not going to redo this. I, mm. I didn't realize, I think, that you were supposed to just run up to the controls. I actually tried to fight the dude like an idiot. Oh, oh God. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I actually I made it through there and to the point where the, the spell jammer crashes on an island. And, uh, like, you find out, like, oh, you're conveniently nearby Baldur's Gate, which is also where you're from. So, yeah. uh... <laughs> See, Chris, spell jammers are these magic spaceships in the <laughs> yes. D&D universe. They're really, it's a whole thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this one looks like the... a giant flying nautilus that's fused to a pirate ship. Yeah. That's kind of how they the look. Nautilus. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And and yeah, that that opening is nuts. Where it's just like you you, you wake up on board uh, the Nautilus ship, and a mind flayer who you know looks like purple Cthulhu in a cape uh, yeah. puts like a larva behind your eye. And uh, very Wrath of Khan feeling. Yeah, yeah, and and then uh, you just get this cutscene of this thing descending on a city, and like everything, its tentacle, the ship's tentacles touch, disintegrates, and then they appear in like pods on the ships to be ship to be impregnated with these parasites, and then these Yuck. fucking dragons show up out of nowhere with Gith Yankee riders and like start torching the ship, and you, you like jump through a bunch of different dimensions and. And you make friends with a brain. Yeah. Yeah. A little brain creature that calls itself us. An intellect devourer. I love it. I love it. But yeah, it it feels very strange and quirky, and I cannot wait to play more. Unfortunately, I had to record this podcast instead, so Ah. here we are. (laughs) Well, I'd heard that a lot of people are playing it, because, like, the developers were a little surprised. They're like, this is supposed to be, like, our alpha, and you're overwhelming us? Like, how are we ever supposed to... It's Baldur's Gate 3, idiots! Yeah. Yeah. You're not (laughs) launching a new IP here. (laughs) Baldur's Gate 2 is, like, the most, the seminal... You know, computer RPG. I mean, look, you fucking you grunyards. Know. I just think they assumed you all died by now. All right, they didn't think that you were still around. All right, it's the important one. It's the top of the list. That's true. Of- that's true. This is an Icewind Dale. Okay, <laughs> right? Exactly. <laughs> Icewind Dale. Dale. <laughs> I understood that reference. Anyway, let's move on to. That good old God darn it, that Baldur's Gate there, man, mm-hmm. and the bit old Baldur's Balder. Tell you what, man. I tell you what. Uh, so, uh, once again, it's weird. I feel like a little deja vu from last week because we get to start the new segment with another BGA Hollywood segment. Gentlemen, there's another Resident Evil. Hollywood thing. Oh boy, uh, I smell one season at Netflix. <laughs> no, this is a, this is an origin movie this time. So the Netflix, I think they're I think they're hedging their bet because they have the Netflix series we already talked about last week. <laughs> this thing is a standalone movie. Uh, Constantine Film announced that they're in pre-production, uh, and it's just called Resident Evil. It's supposed to be about the events of the first two games. Uh, so it takes place in Raccoon City in 1998. So period piece at this hmm. point feels weird to say that. The 90s period pieces exist mainly so that the characters don't have cell phones. But you don't have to spend too much money on set decoration. Not true. Brett and I visited that Resident Evil cafe, and they only played music from uh, before the game was made. Hmm. Hmm. Well, this one one has all the characters you're familiar with. you got your Claire Redfields and your Jill Valentines. Um, Claire's being played by an actress, Kaya Scodelario, from Pirates of the Caribbean and The Maze Runner. Uh, Sure. And then Jill is being played by Ant-Man and the Wasp star, Hannah John Kamen. Who? Was she Ghost? Um... No. Everyone's like, ah, I don't know. Who saw this movie more than once? <laughs> Anyone? No. No. And, no. <laughs> I don't, it just feels weird to me. Like, all of a sudden, we're getting a lot of Resident Evil. Yeah. And I'm wondering what's going on there. Like, because Village is coming, I think, next year, they've confirmed, right? So RE8 is next year. Mm-hmm. But, like, dude, we, we, mm-hmm. we had three 
can you believe three was this year guys <laughs> like three remake was fucking this year that yeah, feels well, like I, I was i was wondering more like 10 years ago what what happened what happened with the contracts of the original movies because i don't think there was an unsuccessful resident evil movie I, I think point. they made Mia Jovovich feel better because she's in that Monster Hunter movie that, yeah. oh boy, did you see that oh fucking boy. teaser trailer? Husband. Yeah, feel better. God. And yes, Hannah John Common is uh, the, uh, she was Ghost. Thank you. The, the Ghost character. God, you guys. And she was also in Brave New World. Like, I remember like, oh, like I said something from? racist. Jesus Christ. I, I looked her up and I was like, man, I don't remember that movie at all, do I? I like <laughs> Okay. Yeah, I didn't think too. you were being racist. We just didn't remember. Oh, I just thought a Star Starcraft ghost. I was like, that wasn't even released, Chris. Yeah, that's ridiculous. <laughs> well, I'm worried. I'm weird. Like, wait, what happened to the movie? The the original movies? Because like they didn't. I think they're some of the worst movies I've ever they seen. Suck. They suck. Oh yeah, they're suck. terrible. I hate. I mean, they're they're miles better than anything ever made by Uva Bowl. Mm -hmm. But they are still not good movies. Yeah. Like I feel bad for Mila. I mean, so this is great with Fifth Element. This yeah. is a reboot, apparently, because it does. Because the movies, they I think they got off to the wrong foot because they didn't have the video game characters in them, and then slowly over time in the sequels, they started bringing in the characters we all I, were familiar with. I just think it's incredible that somebody didn't like rope a dope Capcom with the rights and like uh, oh, you give this to us in perpetuity. I believe the, the movies that Resident Evil on Twitter with the full words that is only by the movie studio like that mm. is that is mm. their they, they own that brand on on the social meds uh mm. they they owned it lock stock and barrel and i think they didn't they make like one animated resident evil movie but not much else and this one capcom sorted shit out like we have a netflix series it's different from their movies and our fans will accept that and like yeah cool that's we yeah. we did it with we've yeah. done it with batman everybody gets it it's fine Neat. Yeah. I'm glad they sorted that shit out. You, usually, usually, like video game companies are so young, they get raked over the coals by these movie studios and end up having to sign a bunch of exclusive horse shit away. So right. good on Capcom for not doing that. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, the, they they have. I think the Netflix thing is CG, and I think this one is live action. So mm -hmm. they appear to be hedging a little bit, but it is weird how like all of a sudden they just woke up and they're like, "Oh shit, Resident Evil made us a lot of money at one time. We should probably do that again." That sounds yeah, good. Yeah, like every 11 months. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, it, well, it was it was probably like, "Hey, Monster Hunter team, uh, when can we get the next one of those?" Okay, it's going to be a few years. Shit. All right. Well, Resident Evil team, let's it's go. The gift that on. keeps on giving. Mm -hmm. Iceborne's still getting updates, baby. Yeah. Oh yeah. New oh, update shit. this week. Mhm. Mm oh shit. Two new Monster Hunters coming out next year. Bam. I can't wait to see how Iceborne looks on the PS5. Um, but we got to see the inside of the PS5. We got to see the guts because Sony yes. released a teardown video. Uh, I have never seen a console maker me, put out a teardown either. video. Like, in in no. fact, I think uh, it's if you want to sue them over vo voiding your warranty, you should just say this video told me to do it. Right. <laughs> yeah, normally they hand it off to like Ars Technica. They're like, here, you go do one here of you these. Go Digital we Foundry, will... you tear yeah. open our, yeah. our masterpiece. But I didn't yeah. watch it, but do you guys like uh this seems pretty crazy yeah i've never seen a console maker do this before and explain what's going on under the hood in yeah, such detail yeah, it is crazy. mostly heat sink yeah, it's a lot of heat sink and we were we were talking like in addition to like heat sink the thing that they're using instead of so Leif, you probably know the most about this having written for like pc publications like normally when you have your cpu there's like this thermal gel yes. uh this the, the thermal layer it's called like yeah. the til but that, it, 
the yeah the thermal paste. It's like a conductive yeah, thing. Yeah. So instead of thermal paste, they're actually using a form of liquid metal that's in this like patent pended like thing, so it doesn't run all over your fucking motherboard in in the PS Five. The thing I drunkenly said was impossible that everybody yelled at me about the next day. <laughs> <laughs> but so they have the liquid metal layer, and that is what, instead of thermal paste, what goes there. And then there there's this giant fucking heatsink fan that's just yeah. blowing like all right. Well, like, but it, it's it's not even like the the fan is separate from the heatsink. The heatsink is this gigantic thing like of corrugated metal yeah. and heat mm-hmm. pipes right. and that takes up the bulk of the thing's body but, like, yeah and the fan blows the hot air from the heat sink like the heat sink is supposed to just basically soak up heat and then the fan yes. is just shooting the hot air out of the console mm-hmm. into your room and that's what they're saying about both of these new systems is like hey you'll never need to pay to heat your room again like just sit next oh, to your no. ps5 and you'll be fine and it, it also has dust traps so you dust can traps? you have to clean those out every so often <laughs> motherfucking dust traps it just and like it had a little disclaimer saying cleaning out the dust traps does not guarantee that your system will not get clogged with dust. Oh, gross. Uh, it's just like my gaming PC has gigantic heat sink on it. And right. so you can imagine when, you know, and you know, my my uh, PC case is huge. And so you can imagine when they're trying to com- make these things super compact, like they really are. Yeah, I, I can see that it would just be mainly heat sink. Yeah. There was a mm-hmm. couple other cool things they revealed in this teardown. So they actually um, showed the Wi-Fi tech inside. Uh-huh. It's using an all-new standard Wi-Fi 6, um, which I don't even think there's a lot of things that use it. They're basically kind of future-proofing. Mm-hmm. So 6 uses – there's the the architecture it runs on is the 802.11ax, um, and that is theoretical transfer speeds of 9.6 gig, gigabit per second. Um, basically, though, it just like – it's an improvement over 5, which the Xbox Series X still has Wi-Fi 5 built into it. They're just saying, like, 6 is better at when you have multiple devices. It's, like, better at routing all of the data so that your devices theoretically should all run a little faster, you know? So so they are... It's a little more advanced there, not to start the fucking console war, people, but... Uh... Yeah, I, did, I did notice, speaking of console war, that Microsoft uh, got a dig in at Sony that uh, they'd clearly been sitting on since the... Uh, how to play used games on PS4 thing oh. from, uh, <laughs> from 2012, 2013. Uh, and, and it was God, just like how on. to expand your, your Xbox's memory. And like they, they have the, the clip of the guy unscrewing the panel and lifting it up to reveal the, uh, M2 slot and just like, Hey, look at this this little cartridge. Pop it in. Done. Yep. Oh, yeah. Uh, the so other really thing they so showed funny. in the teardown is all the USB ports. So the mm. PS5, it, it has a slightly more advanced USB tech than the than the Series X. It's got a USB-C on the front and the two USB-As on the back that are super speed rated. Uh, they're, they're 10 gig gigabit per second. Um, Last and then, processing the works. The the Xbox Series X just had it doesn't have any USB C and then all of the USB A ports on there only do five gigabit per second. So theoretically, the PS5 can transfer data to like external hard drives or whatever a little bit faster. There, okay, yeah, and then and then yeah, the the last big reveal was that cool ass liquid cooling liquid metal cooling thing, which they. They were like assuring people. They're like, we have been testing this for multiple years. This is this cool mm-hmm. tech. We can assure you will not break will your not, system. Not break and result in a fiasco on par with the Red Ring of Death. Yeah, right. I need to look that up because that's yeah. yeah it's like yeah. they 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 talked about it as like a, as a custom technology. It totally sounds like it. Yeah, yeah. it totally yeah. Yeah. sounds like it. They're like basically saying, yeah, you will not have like Chernobyl in your living room of like liquid metal yeah. eating through your furniture. I'm, I'm wondering, like, is it, so is it mercury or is it something that like another metal that it just 
amplifies at lower temperatures. I I was trying to discover that, and I think it must be some proprietary thing because they did not they did not go into detail of what type of metal. Ah, mercury, mercury plus, mercury plus coming coming to you right. from Enron. Right. From, yeah, totally. <laughs> safer mercury. Yeah. It's mercury, but better. Don't think too hard yes. about it. It'll come after you. It's shiny all the way down your throat. <laughs> so last bit of last bit of fuel for all the console wars here. Um, Phil Spencer uh, confirmed that Microsoft is looking into using the XCloud streaming tech to for game demos, but that is still a ways off. So that's not anything that would be ready like this year for launch, but it's something that they're like, yeah, it would be stupid not to. Whereas instead of having to download a demo before you play a thing, we want people just to to stream it, you know. And then if you like the thing you're playing, then you buy it, and then you would I would assume download it to your system. But uh, that's kind of exactly the kind of stuff I wanted them to be doing with their streaming tech. So I'm like, fucking yeah, please do that's that. Cool. I like that. Yeah. Well, that, that's the stuff that like Stadia. Remember how awesome Stadia seemed when they announced that they're just like, you're going to be watching a YouTube video. And if you like that game, you're going to buy it. And then you're going to fucking go be, you're going to be playing with this YouTuber within a matter of seconds. When's all that happening? Like it, still waiting for them to fulfill all that shit. Still does you know? take forever. Oh, and especially when you throw on your fancy pants, first world VR helmet. Oh, it's like another two <laughs> minutes. It doesn't recognize my socks. God. <laughs> uh, but yes, it was a really light news week this week, gents. So yeah. that's all the news that's fit to play. Ah, uh, well, let's move on to the community segment, which, as always, is segmenting our community. Last week's question of the week, as you might remember, was what is your favorite zombie game with a twist? Uh, Leif, you weren't here last week, but do you have one? Do you have, like, a favorite oddball zombie game? What the F? Let's do the twist. That's quite the question. Uh, shoot, I haven't thought about this one at all. Okay, I'm gonna say World of Warcraft. Oh, sure. It was like, hey, look at there, the good guy who actually becomes the bad guy as a sacrifice for us all. And but that that's true. Is, like, yeah, the zombies in that game, you you play as a zombie if you yes. if you choose that race. That's a that's a good <laughs> twist. I like okay, it. yes, there we go. Yeah, yeah. no, and and I, it was one of my favorite races to play as because they have some really cool like yep. latent abilities and stuff. And and some Same. of the best writing in that game is with God, what I'm totally blanking on the name. The of Forsaken. Forsaken. Thank you. Thank you. Well, yeah, because they had always been bad guys in all of the RTS games, and then in World of Warcraft, it's like you can play as some of the bad guys. They still are pretty bad. <laughs> well, they, when, when they when they made Sylvanas become like a yeah main, yes. main antagonist, you know? and in Mr. Pandaria, I mean in Cataclysm, they were all like plaguing everybody and stuff and oh we're just doing it for you the war chief Leif, no. it's all about individual freedom we want people to, to be responsible for themselves if they're gonna get if you're gonna get plagued you're gonna get plagued it is what it is Leif. it yeah. is what it is look it's, it's 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 up to individuals whether or not they want to spread the blight okay right, right. Yeah. There's this one mission where the, the the King of Stormwind goes into the you know the Undercity and he was like, "Look at all this stuff. You really believe these guys are the good guys?" And I was like, "Yeah, I feel you, man." Leif, don't let fear the blight dominate your life. All right, you can overcome the blight. If you are strunk like American president, <laughs> tell it to your clan while wheezing from balcony. You too can get access to this this experimental medicine that uses stem cells. Don't tell the evangelicals. That motherfucker took a stem cell treatment. We're gonna we're gonna be we're gonna take a 
experimental treatments, wait for the vaccine. I'm just kidding. Leroy Jenkins. <laughs> I oh my god! If Donald Trump just had the all caps tweet, Leroy, <laughs> consider all those eggs, fucking coronavirus cells, just bam, bam, bam! Oh my god! Did he just run in there? Yes. Other people's favorite zombie games with a twist on uh, VigiGamePocalypse.com. Deng Morlock says the alien-controlled crew members in the Prey reboot were kind of terrifying. Mm. Mm. As good as the game was, it never really got under my skin in the same way with the more combat abstract alien enemies. Or the, the more common abstract alien enemies. Beyond the gangly walk cycle, you likely have learned about these people through emails and audio logs before you find the weird husk they've become. I haven't felt spooked by a game in a little while, and this was a cool surprise. Mm-hmm. I forgot about that. I never got very far in that, but it was the vibe leading up to the nothing that happened was very spoopy. Mm. Uh, Kira, I, I should go play it again is what I'm saying. Kira said it says, uh, even though it terrifies me and I'm too much of a pussy to finish it, the bizarre Cronenberg space zombies of Dead Space are some of the most terrifying and original zombies I've ever yeah. seen in any medium. Putting their vulnerable bits in their uh, in their putting putting their vulnerable bits in their kneecaps and other joints was a great twist uh, on the genre. Finally, you're not uh, only you're, you're not only not tasked with headshots in a zombie game, but you're actually punished for them. Uh, this in turn led to one of the nastiest weapons, the neatest weapons in the game, the plasma cutter. Uh, I really enjoyed the game, but up to the point that I had to quit because playing it caused my asshole to pucker to the point that it started to consume <laughs> I feel you man I couldn't finish that either. go get checked I, I did I just like the plasma cutter it's your first weapon right yeah yeah, yeah. it's like upgrade your other weapons like why like this yeah. one I can twist back and forth this is great. We did a whole this... top five about that. I mean, it's, yeah. it's like yeah. one of the best starter weapons in games. Uh, yeah, 302010 was happy to find out. Happy 10-year anniversary to Dead Space Ignition being released on consoles that aren't Wii's. Ah. <laughs> wow. That is definitely all that deserved. Huh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. I did, yeah, that was the rail shooter. Yeah, okay. Cool. The franchise should still be alive. Anyway. Uh, Giant Shortstacks says, I've got to give a special shout-out to the Counter-Strike Source Zombie Survival Mod. It had zero new art assets, but perfectly leveraged infinite ammo and the Havoc Physics Engine. The whole thing is a scenario where you and a server full of dozens of other people run around giant maps barricading windows and doors by shooting furniture until it bounces into position blocking them. Watching a bookcase be shot so hard it flies end over end into a doorway never stops being ridiculous. Then one random player is infected, meaning they're given 3,000 health, the ability to respawn, and only a knife to infect others with. Getting swarmed with a crowd of zombies all controlled by actual players as you switch between suppressive fire on the advancing horde and pushing vending machines and couches in front of the door is the most you'll ever feel like the SWAT team at the end of a zombie movie. Somebody needs to make that into a full game. I think Call of Duty has made it into a mode several times over. Yes, that's true. What's this Call of Duty you speak of? Who knows? I I played a mode like that in Halo once, too. Mm -hmm. Uh, We have a a few video responses this week. Uh, Mm. First from Andrew Bamer, who says... Hey, VJ, Andrew coming at you from Darkest Trumpistan, also known as Indiana. Uh, So my favorite zombie game is one that you probably don't think of at first. It's World of Warcraft. 
back around the time Burning Crusade was coming out, uh, just before they actually launched the game, they launched a bunch of new servers to handle the overflow of new players who would be coming back to yes. play the game again. And so uh, me and a friend went over to a an RP PvP server that is role-playing and PvP-enabled and started a new guild there. Uh, something that's probably been lost to the sands of time is that when a new server launches in World of Warcraft, it is really easy to build up a guild really fast just by broadcasting in a lot of the common areas saying, hey, we're moving from a different server, we've got a core group of people, please join us. So the guild we created was called Solanum, which is the name of the zombie virus from Max Brooks' Zombie Survival Guide. And we basically had a role-playing justification where we were trying to bring peace to the world of Warcraft by killing everybody and turning them into zombies, uh, which drove regular role players who actually followed the lore of the game absolutely crazy. So we had a pretty good time. We ended up recruiting a lot of people and for like several nights during the first week we ended up running raids on alliance areas by kind of uh, sneaking around and the just the way that scared alliance players would act when suddenly 40 low level like 10 to 20 horde players would show up in their starter zone or well in a pvp enabled starter zone and start wrecking their shit was pretty funny and that's probably one of my favorite zombie related gaming memories uh so yeah thanks for the great podcast and hope you guys have a good oh, one thank you Technically, Indiana isn't uh, Trumpistan, it's Penistan. Yes. Um, but man, the, they're more southern than the south there. Mm -hmm. uh, Is that Michael Penis, I have a woman for you. <laughs> Mother oh, would man. never approve. I don't know why I'm done. Not. <laughs> <laughs> I was shocked by how rednecky Indiana is when I lived in the Midwest. I don't really? don't ever think about this again. But um, Mike Pence looks like looks like an old Republican Hank Venture. <laughs> he does. He does. You can do it, Dudley Moon. Yeah, actually, <laughs> or or a younger Cotton Hill. Yeah. No, nope. yeah. he's Ray Ocean. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we also have another one from Bennett Taylor who says. Hey, VJ Apocalypse, Bennett Taylor here. Uh, so besides Death Stranding, which I consider somewhat of a zombie yeah. game, um, you know, fair. Death Stranding is kind of zombie-like, I would say Telltale's Walking Dead has got to be one of my favorites. And thanks to one of your contests, uh, the Alfred Chicken Rules My Life contest, <laughs> I was able to acquire the third episode uh, way back when. And got to say, it was an amazing experience. So thank you guys for that. Um, Glad we could help. Please help me find my girlfriend. Please help me find the watering cans. That's a clue, kids. Buck, 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 buck. I, I, whoever sent me those right, coasters, those are what are on my coffee table to this day. The Alfred Chicken coasters. Yeah, you got to keep the coasters. That's right. <laughs> those are brilliant. Uh, we have one more from Schnazzy One who says... Hey, guys. Oh, oh geez. I'm so sorry about the left. <laughs> I'm wearing my laser time shirt this time to... Uh, to sort of, you know, and also beautiful fall. It is beautiful. beautiful. Very fall. pretty. And uh, the question of the week uh, is... Are you mowing your Favorite lawn? twist on zombies, so I gave that a thought. It's traffic on. And all I could come out with is I kept calling them deadites. I know that's from Evil Dead, but the Redead from uh, Ocarina oh, of yeah. Time uh, always kind of stuck with me because they have... They're definitely zombies. I'm. I am certain they're zombies. Uh, however, <laughs> uh, I just ducked. Uh, however, the question of a week last week was, uh, "What's the loudest car?" You don't shoot them in the head. <laughs> you either 
use a song of sun to set them all on fire at the same time. Set them on fire in general. Or you can beat them up and then they'll just sort of sit on the ground Indian style and go, okay, I'll just take a rest for a moment. Uh, and, you know, just a clever way to do zombies. And I, I do like the zombie lore with the Redeads in Ocarina of Time. But anyway, I broke in a minute. Uh, <laughs> I love you, Shazu. Uh, sorry to bum you guys out, but uh, hey, the goofy fun times are back. And uh, we have some beautiful fall foliage up here in the upstate oh, New yes. York region. Uh, love the show, guys. Have a great one. Well, you guys couldn't see. He was on Please. a skateboard with some cran raspberry <laughs> juice in his hand, and he's he had Fleetwood Mac's dreams playing in the background while he was doing that. Oh, yeah. my God. Well, that, that was last week. It wasn't like, don't don't ever feel bad for bombing us out. We deserve it. But uh, <laughs> also last week, it was it was just it got a little ridiculous because we asked, like, what are your favorite 3DS memories? And a lot of, like, <laughs> three people in a row had memories that involve dead love. Yes. Oh, yeah. wow. They associate 3DS And it's like, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to diminish their stories, because those are good stories, but at the same time, like, one right after the other, because we don't ever vet these. <laughs> it wasn't the three death system. <laughs> Jesus Christ. It was bad. Oh, man, that was, that was clever. Three death system. Yeah, nah, it wasn't it was that good. Because three death stories. <laughs> <laughs> anyway... All right. Uh, <laughs> uh, new question of the week. What Nintendo property deserves the Battle Royale slash MP treatment next? MP multiplayer? Multiplayer. multiplayer we got it. Uh, okay. Yeah. Um, I've seen some. I've already seen somebody posting like mock-ups of Super Mario Kart. That seems like a no No. The only thing that truly makes sense. Ice Climbers. F-Zero. Ice Climbers does make sense, actually. F- yeah. Fuck off F Zero F Zero the X and no, uh, it's, it's uh, whatever the GameCube one already had like sixty players on the racetrack at once. It was exhilarating. It was super exciting to I have like that to many, see yeah. yeah, unique players. Like it need and it needs a hook. It cannot just be a straight racing game. It has to be a massively multiplayer racing. Game. If only Nintendo F-Zero. remembered they own the rights to the F Zero franchise, we would get that. You uh, need a yep. hard, skill based, fast, massively multiplayer racing game and mario kart will not do f-zero i have the best answer though and that is a kirby battle royale but it's sort of like hungry hippos where you're just eating each other the entire fucking game your goal is just to eat all of the other kirbys or they uh, drink bit, like, every time you see a, you accidentally do a human centipede screenshot <laughs> <laughs> or or oh shit i just came up with this one pikmin fall guys it's fall guys but just with little pikmins running around knocking each other over Hmm. Expendable. I like it. Yeah, or or Pikmin, where it's like classic Pikmin, but you're playing on a map with like sixty other players or something. F zero. Hmm. Hmm. Sure. All right. Who else? Leif. Uh, I'm trying to think. Uh, I don't know. Something to do with Star Fox. Yeah. That's perfect. Yeah. There, you <laughs> the yes. there you go. <laughs> Hell yeah. Sixty four players. Star Fox sixty four. Yes. Do it. Make it happen. Yeah, I, I would enjoy that. Star Fox. Yeah, uh, that would be fun. That would be fun. No, but only Star Fox Adventures, and it would have to be battles to the death where you're using that no. like spear thing, just fighting each other. No? No. Damn Incorrect. It. Damn it. <laughs> I mean, it could work. I, I mean, there is Smash Brothers, and he's in there. So That's true. That's true. Uh, so what Nintendo property do you think should be battle royaled? Let us know. Uh, go to VigigameApocalypse.com and answer into the comments for episode 388. Or you can hit us up on the official... Laser Time community on Facebook. 
or ping us on Twitter at VG Apocalypse, and we will read the best answers on next week's show. Anyway, that has been our show. Let's go out with some plugs. Uh, Leif, I know you can't say too much, but is there anything you want to plug? Uh, yeah, uh, um, you can find me on Twitter, Leif Johnson. That's L-E-I-F Johnson. Saturdays, I, uh, you know, participate in a Twitch stream with my good friend Elena. She's been on the show before. Her is 16-bit relic at Twitch. And so you can watch us play. Usually we're playing Sea of Thieves lately. So, yeah, I can chop one over there. Nice. Yeah. And so, yeah. Ooh. It was my turn. Chris, oh, sorry, I'm, it is I'm your tired. Turn. Um, uh, 302010 this week is brand new. And we mentioned a game earlier from It. Laser Time will be all new with Dave Rudden. And uh, Greg Moore talking about comedic duos, basically Ooh. just to celebrate the new Bill and Ted film and a little movie called Freaked, right in time for uh, Spooptoberfest, which Laser Time will join in the festivities for as well. I need to talk to these guys about it, but we, we should do another episode of 302010 Games very soon. Yes. That'll yes. be a ton of fun. We'll be past due. That'll be a ton of fun. I'm only saying that because I have not planned it, <laughs> not because they have not agreed. Um, uh but uh, yeah, and and then I don't know some some other stuff for Halloween. Sick of Star Wars. Um, now officially at the weirdo halfway point in terms of my research. I cannot wait for how Ooh. this unspools. Uh, thank you so much for your support at Patreon.com/slash/LaserTime. Our previous guest was a sexpert, and I hope it didn't make you too pearl clutchy or horny. I have never had anybody describe to me being DP'd that graphically in my entire life. Mm. Wow. Sexpert is just the hentai version of Dilbert, isn't it? <laughs> it made me horny for pearl clutching. Yeah, Sexpert is someone who just gets out there and fucking, uh, yeah, pretends to know you. what they're doing. No and one fucking, knows what No, you had, it, you had it fucks. at first. Yeah. It gets out there and fucking. We got it. Yeah, I'm, just, I'm, in, I'm in utter adoration of her. She wanted to do something, and she did it, and she's doing a podcast about it. Fucking way to go, honey. The Honey Leave It show is where you can hear her, more of her. Nice. Honey. Nice. Uh, well, the Spooptober nice. festivities continue every Monday on Twitch at Maddie C. Allen. Uh, this week, I was joined by Sammy, uh, Laser Time host, friend of the show, Sammy. And we watched Dead Heat, which is uh, starring Treat Williams and Joe Piscopo Joe and Piscopo. is a zombie cop movie. Um it's got to be seen to be believed. So we're starting those. <laughs> we're starting those a little earlier every Monday this month, uh, seven thirty Pacific, so that more of you can participate and join us. Where we basically have a spooky movie lined up for every week leading up to Halloween uh, next week. So this upcoming Monday, you fans actually voted for and chose. We are watching Clue the movie, which isn't really horror, but is very spooky. It's a dies. murder mystery in a yes in a haunted mansion. Uh, so we're watching that, and then we have a couple other. Sp- Spoopy movies planned for you toward the end of the month. So uh, hoping to get Chris Not a really good justification for a horror movie. By that, by that logic, Knives Out is really scary. It's, it's terrifying. Ooh, terrifying. Terrifying. But that's yeah. That's every Monday, yes. seven thirty Pacific. I also stream games Tuesdays and Fridays. I've uh, been streaming a lot of Hades, our number one from this week. So oh, check me out, Matty C. Allen. I'm also uh, Matty C. Allen on the Twitter. Sorry, I keep thinking of Daniel Craig's terrifying Louisiana accent. <laughs> right. It just gives me the shivers. That dude is getting a sequel. I love yeah, it. Yeah, that yeah. guy needs his own movie. That, that was good. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, as always, you can follow us on the Twitters at VG Apocalypse or visit us at VigiGameApocalypse.com. And uh, follow me personally on Twitter at Wikiparas, where I will occasionally post jokes. Uh, anyway, that has been our show. Thank you for listening, everybody. We'll see you next week.
uh, starring Treat Williams and Joe Piscopo and is Joe a Piscopo. zombie cock... F- <laughs> Ooh, whoa. <laughs> 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 what is that? <laughs> Different movie. 